welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on energy drainers versus energy boosters or producers. And uh, we are on the tail end of the drainers part of it and about to move into the producers and I had just a couple more that I wanted to share with you before we moved into that segment of it and then we're going to go on to uh, some special guest interviews that I have lined up here. Um, So let's go ahead and continue in this list with you. Well the next one I want to talk about is perfectionism. That is a huge energy drainer and so many people tend to dabble in perfectionism at some level or another. Now, whether it's in your personal life, your professional life, or elements of your professional life, it seems to be a big problem. And people who are perfectionists are often inflexible. They, are, they have a, a tremendous fear of failure and an unhealthy need to be in some kind of control. Now, don't don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that they're controlling necessarily, but that they need to be in control of their, their performance, of the outcome, of the overall job that they're, that they're you know, uh, putting out there. And what happens is, is they end up trapping themselves, okay? They tend to overcome these feelings of inadequacy by trying to make everything just perfect. Now, hopefully that you're listening clearly and you're opening your heart up to hear this because it's not a bash. In fact, I want to compliment you because most perfectionists are people of excellence. They're people that want to do really well, that they want uh, to really perform at their highest level. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad, that's actually a, a wonderful thing. We need more people like that in the world. But the problem is, is when it becomes so critical and, and they, they push so hard that they push it too far to the point that they're holding up other projects, you know, extending deadlines and stressing out to the max because they're not willing to say, look, I've done my best here at, at you know, at the ability that I have this is an excellent job. I'm going to turn it in at this point. Okay. And it's making that decision and not crossing over that line. Because such an approach to life is both unrealistic and terribly exhausting, not only for you, but for everyone around you. Research shows that perfectionist tendencies are linked to both chronic stress and burnout. And nobody wants that, right? So the first step is to recognize procrastination okay and you know uh, contrary to popular belief perfectionists aren't always squared away for example many adults coping with perfectionism due to their deeply rooted fears of failure are chronic procrastinators I'm not saying all of them okay but but uh, I would say uh, there's a good chunk of them right poor grades and work performance may continue if somebody does not start to take a proactive approach, first come terms, come to terms with the fact that maybe you're dealing with perfectionism, that you have an issue in this, all right? 
and and realize that you need to make a decision to change. Now, again, patterns are developed over a lifetime of neural pathways that we've grown from habits that we that we uh, repeat again and again, day in, day out, day in, day out. So until we recognize those habits, until we recognize those patterns, we can't fix it. So being willing to confess, look, I do tend to pro- procrastinate. I do tend to lean towards the side of perfectionism. I am way too over-concerned to the point that I'm holding myself up and other people up. Poor grades and work performance may continue if you do not take this proactive approach and face it head on. Usually, the best things that you can do to help relieve this problem are things like meditation, deep breathing, visualizing, and realizing or coming to terms with the fact that you are very good at what you do, you are a person of excellence, and that's not a bad thing, but you've got to learn to draw that line in the sand and say, this is, this is my best job, this is my best work, I've given it my best effort, and, and I'm going to call it here, okay? So we're going to get into more solutions later, but I wanted to at least leave you with that nugget. And so then the last one that I want to cover, it aligns with that, okay, in some degree, and it's people that say yes too much. Um, they don't know how to say no. <laughs> Uh, some people just can't say no, and the 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 reason that they want that they can't say no isn't again. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's a compliment. It's like this: whoever doesn't want to say no, it's because they don't want to let anybody down. They don't want to offend anyone. They don't want to hurt anyone. They want to be able to help everyone. They want to be able to you know uh, be an encourager, to be someone that's a can-do person, and those are all wonderful qualities. But the problem is. Those that do it too much and aren't able to say no end up painting themselves into the corner and then they're offended and angry and resentful towards those that that run over them all the time and expect them to say yes all the time. Because what happens is when you say yes too much, you start to become resentful because, you know, people are using you and, and usurping your time to a degree that is starting to actually infringe upon what you want to accomplish or what you need to do in your life. But you're allowing that to happen. Now, here's the question that I want to ask you, okay? Has anyone ever said, you asked them to do something and they said no to you? And, and they said it courteously, you know, and they said, look, I'm really sorry. I, I wish I could say yes to you. I'd love to say yes to you, but I'm already way overbooked. And I want to make sure I can meet these deadlines. You know, perhaps another time, or maybe I can find an, an alternate for you, you know, or maybe maybe you should try talking to so-and-so. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you could say at this point. Um, you could even just say, no, I can't, I'm sorry, and leave it at that. Are you offended when they do that? Think about it a minute. I'm going to let you think about that. Are you offended when they, if they do it nicely, if they do it courteously? No, chances are you're not. All right, so you got to remember that you saying no is not going to offend anybody either if you do it in the right way. In fact, a lot of times it works in reverse. And where you think maybe they're going to be offended, instead they end up respecting you more and realizing where your boundaries are. They don't tend to cross them as much. Okay? So I want you to think about those two things as because these are all big, big, big energy drainers. Perfectionism and saying yes too much are huge energy drainers. And that's what I want to end with for now. And then we're going to come tomorrow, back tomorrow, and we're going to talk more about energy producers. This is Michelle Steffes. Reframe and rewire. Thank you for joining.